Timothy this morning, chapter 2, in verse 1 through 4. And I want to thank the uh, leaders of the church for putting this program together and for all you that brought your pictures. You see some of those pictures and you probably go, wow, where, <laughs> where did time go? You know, I saw that picture of Brother Terry with that afro, man. <clears throat> I didn't know they let that happen when I was on active duty. <laughs> You tell I wasn't your drill sergeant. <laughs> and Brother Bell, you were standing outside with no hat on. What's up with that? <laughs> Amen. But isn't it fun? Amen. That we serve the Lord. Amen. Second Timothy chapter two, verse one through four. Amen. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. And I want to talk to you for a few moments today from this thought, the qualities of a soldier. The qualities of a soldier. Father, we praise you. We honor you again this glorious day. God, we thank you for the beautiful sunshine that comes down. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for your hand of protection that is around us day by day. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, God, we pray that you would be with us, O oh God, and eradicate our land of all enemies and all those that will come against us, O oh God, and all unclean spirits and perverse spirits, O oh God, that tries to invade the home and the lives of men and women today. We pray, God, for those that are on the sidelines, O oh God, today. We pray, Lord, that your hand of protection and keeping power would be upon us, O oh God. We pray that you would go into the hospitals and the nursing homes and let your healing touch flow, Lord, and in our schools and in our nation capitals and in our governmental officials, O oh God, and in our police departments and of oh, those first responders, O oh God, today that your hand would keep them and protect them, Lord. We need you more than anything today, God. Great is thy faithfulness to us. Lord, thank you again today for this great nation that you have given, oh God, that we can have liberty and pursuit of happiness in this place. We thank you again today, God, for your goodness and mercy. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And you may be seated this morning. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I know Veterans Day is a couple of days away, but here at the church today we are honoring our veterans and the Bible tells us to give honor to whom honor is due. I think that every man and woman who are willing to serve their country to ensure freedom and its protection should be honored. Not because I myself am a veteran, but because President Coolidge said that the nation that forgets its defenders will itself be forgotten. Let me say that again. President Coolidge said that the nation that forgets its defenders will itself 
be forgotten. I'm sure that every veteran here today can share with you some of their military experiences. They can tell you about the first day of their induction. I'm sure if they was drafted, they can tell you when that letter came in the mail and they had to go to that induction station and they got there and they saw people from every walks of life and you didn't know how you were going to fit in with each other. Amen. They could tell you stories about that in the dark room. I won't go into all that, but most of the veterans can tell you about that. They can tell you about their basic training. They can tell you about all the laughs and all the beetle bellies and all the foolishness that took place in their basic training. They can tell you about they, how they came with hair down their back and with their big afros and different kind of hairdos and they got in this line and they walked through the door and, and they sat in a barber chair and they all came out skinheads. I've seen guys actually cry because their long, pretty hair that they had provided, I meant, had protected and loved so much is now laying on the floor. You know, they didn't know what to do. You know, and they rubbed their head. Where did my hair go? And everybody was laughing at everybody else's head because, you know, you didn't get to tell them how you wanted it cut. You just sat in the chair and they just went zoop, zoop, zoop. You know, and everything you had was gone. You were bald, you know. Amen. And And they can tell you about the times of loneliness and the times of of hurt, amen, that there's those times that they would sit on their bunks or there will be those times out in the field that they just desire to go home uh, or they would get a letter from home and they would hear about all the great things that was going on at home and so they would just want to go home and some guys would go home. I mean, they would go AWOL, you know, and so they could tell you about these times. They could tell you about the times of their war experience, when the times of war and all the preparations and getting ready uh, for warfare. And so they could share their their stories about that. And they, they could tell you stories of those that had been in war and how they shared with them how to protect themselves. I can remember when I first joined the Army and, my cousins had, had been to Vietnam already, and I says to my cousin once, I says, uh, how can you tell the difference? He says, well, you will not have a problem. <clears throat> he says, believe me, the AK-47 has a sound that is totally different, and you will know. <laughs> Amen. So we can talk about our war experiences and we could talk about our deployments, getting ready for deployments and being prepared for deployments and getting all ready and then go nowhere. <laughs> and then you get all ready and then you go. Amen. And the things about deployments is a lot of times you never knew where you were going. 
Keep these in your mind. Amen. And then we could talk about our comrades. We could talk about the times of crying with a lost friend or seeing a lost friend uh, in the ranks. And we could talk about those things. And we could talk about the times we have caressed or held on to a comrade when they get a letter or a Red Cross message that their parents or loved one has passed away. We could tell you stories or they could tell you stories about the times that they spent their holidays uh, away from home, a Mother's Day or, or their children's birthdays. They could tell you these while they were sitting in a foxhole or in KP or somewhere away from home during those holiday times that they would just have loved to have been there. They could tell you about the paycheck that they got that didn't fulfill all the bills. Uh, I can remember when I joined the military, my base pay per month was $112. Neil, you probably remember yours probably went about 60 because you went in, what, 60-something? Early, you and Richard, and so and Brother Bell, your base pay was probably about $60, $80 a month. You know, people, say again? Yeah, think about that. You guys would think we was nuts to do that. <laughs> you, you know, think about that. You know, how much they paid them to sacrifice their lives for freedom of a nation. They could tell you stories about getting paid and reporting for pay and you know, you salute, you get that 70, 100 bucks and down the road here's someone over here waiting for to give the Salvation Army or the Army Rage release and so by the time you get to the end of the line you might have 10 bucks. They could tell you about the questions and the times they got orders or come down from higher headquarters and they begin to question, what in the world is these orders for, you know? Where in the world is this place? You know, I used to have soldiers ask me all the time, where in the world is this? Yeah. <laughs> Why would they send me there? I didn't enlist for that. <laughs> you know? So they could tell you these stories. They can tell you the times they was on guard duty. Guarding stuff that made no sense to them at all. You know, the guard duty, your, your third gen, three general orders that everybody had to rememberize and you had to know them. And even today, I, I still know my general orders. I regard everything to limit my post and quit my post only when properly relieved. Amen. I, I, I report my, my um, oh man, they went right out of my mind all of a sudden. Amen. I will obey my special orders and perform all my duties in a military manner. I will report violations and instructions not uncovered in my orders to the commander of the relief. Amen. So those things are still there. So, you know, the guard duty, amen, in times you're standing there, you're getting prepared to pour guard, all these things. And God forbid all the shots you had to take. Man, they could tell you, people say, no, I'm not taking any shots. We didn't have an option. <laughs> They just put us in line and went down the line. The guy standing there with a gun. Miriam, pow, 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 pow. Keep moving, pow, pow, pow. Don't flinch. You flinch, man, and tear your whole arm apart. They could tell you all these stories about this stuff. Amen. They could tell you the stories about their nomenclature of their weapons, the serial number. You had to remember all these things by heart. 
Amen. They knew it. And they could tell you stories about pulling KP, kitchen police. Oh, dark 30 in the morning. I can remember I got up at midnight because I had to be down to the mess hall at 3.30 in the morning, Sister Barb. And I, you know, the first guy always got the good jobs, you know, like the DRO, the dining room orderly. See, he, all you had to do was just wipe off the table and, and make sure the salt and pepper shakers are filled. And, you know, and I got up at midnight thinking I'm going to be the first guy down there. And I get there and everybody else is already there. And I wind up on pots and pans. I wind up. All day long, standing on my feet, scrubbing pots and pans. You know, so apparently those guys stayed up all night. They never went to bed. They just went down to the mess hall and stayed. Or or you get put in the grease trap. Take a teaspoon and take the cover off the grease trap, and you get out there and you scrape the grease off the top of the water and stuff and put it in a bucket so the didn't clog up. Most guys can tell you that. Brother Richard was a mess. Sorry, he probably did that to some guys. Amen. Or they could tell you about the time standing out in the rain or in the cold snow. They stood out there and the leaders are looking out the window at them while they're standing out in the cold and in the rain and in the snow. <laughs> yeah, don't rain on the army. It rain in the army, right? <laughs> it don't rain in the army, it rains on the army, amen. So they could tell you all these stories and all the marches and all the parades and all the things that they did, amen, just to defend this nation. You see, these are qualities that make some good soldiers. And the sailors could tell you about the times on their ships out at sea and storms, not knowing if the ship is going to survive the storm and how the bow would go down and the waves would come over and they could tell you all those or the Air Force guys could tell you about their flights and not knowing, amen, if they were going to get shot down. All these stories they could relate to you to show you what they go through to defend this nation. These are qualities that makes for a good soldier. The Apostle Paul told Timothy, he said that no man that warreth entangle himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Now the Amplified Virgin said that no man that, it, that uh, as a soldier get caught up in the civilian life. I can remember when I first joined the Army, they told me that if the Army wanted me to have a wife, they'd issue me one. They didn't want you to be caught up in the things of the civilian life. Because your mind and your focus had to be dedicated to the mission of the military. You see, a soldier has to apply himself. And one of the things you can look at the word soldier and see the qualities that comes out of him or her. They have to be submitted. This is why Paul, who wrote this thing to Timothy, began to realize the value of a soldier in the training that a soldier goes through that needed to be applied to the life and to the church. He says, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for this is unprofitable 
to you. You see, soldiers has to learn how to be submitted and they had to learn how to obey. Obedience is always better than sacrifices. It didn't take us long to realize that when we received orders, we had to submit and we had to be obedient because later we would learn that the mission was bigger than we were. Amen. And that other lives were at stake and therefore we had to submit to what we were being told to do and we had to obey the instructions that was given to us for the protection. Soldiers has to be loyal. They have to be loyal to those they're serving with, peers and seniors and subordinates of life. They have to be loyal to one another. They have to realize that they have to protect the other soldiers' back because they are protecting their back. Amen. This is one of the reasons Solomon said, Confidence in an unfaithful man in the times of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. You see, soldiers are quickly taught the responsibility of being loyal to one another and also loyal to the nation. A soldier is dedicated. They are wholehearted and devoted and committed to the goal and the cause and the job that they have been asked to do. We see that Joshua was so committed and dedicated to the things that Moses asked of him to do and what God had asked of him to do that now because of his submission and his obedience and his dedication when Moses became of age, then God chose Joshua to be the leader for the children of Israel. We find also that soldiers are very innovative. I mean, guys come up with stuff that you never thought could be done. They know how to improvise with anything. Sometimes I'm driving down the road and I see guys with their doors taped with duct tape, Sister Sue, and I said, man, he must have been in the military. <laughs> because, because the fact that they, they, they're innovative with everything. I remember when I first got to Vietnam and this guy was taking a church key. Most people, if I see a church key, you probably look in your pocket, right? It's a can opener. <laughs> and this guy took his sea ration can. He was going around. He was putting holes in the sea ration can. I said, what are you doing? He says, I'm making a heater, an oven. I said, what? He says, yeah. He says, I put some holes around this thing, and then I put my heat tab in there, and then I can set the other sea ration cans on top of that and don't have to hold it in my hand, and they can heat up. So he made his own heater. They, they're very innovative. A lot of the ideas that you see in the military today, I remember the military came out with programs, you know, if you come up with a good idea, you could sell it and make a lot of money and stuff. And a lot of the stuff you see taking place today is because of soldiers' innovation, amen, and things that they're able to do, amen. And so we see that the first artillery piece was, was made by a man by the name of Uzziah in the Bible. King Uzziah is the one that came up with the artillery piece. He fixed it up to where it would throw flames and all this stuff. And look where we are today, man. The big guns knocking shoot over 30 miles down the range. You can't even see it coming, you know, because of a guy's innovation. Amen. Soldiers are enthused. They have a lot of enthusiasm about themselves. Amen. They may not start off really liking what they're doing, but pretty soon they get a little esprit de corps, a little enthusiastic 
enthusiasm in them about what they're being asked to do. They see the value of the mission, and as a result, they go forth. Amen. Think about Shimei in the Bible. Amen. How enthused he must have been when he stood in a pea patch in a bean field and defended a patch of peas against his enemy. Or think about Benia getting in a pit with a line on a snowy day. Can you imagine? No way I would get in a pit with a line on a clear day, not a snowy day. You know? But you think about these things, amen. There was enthused about what they were being asked to do as soldiers. David made the comment. He says, oh, I would just love to have a drink of water from the wells of Jerusalem. And the two of his soldiers burst through the enemy's lines to get him a drink of water to bring back to him. They was enthused that they was able to be asked to do those kinds of things. Amen. Enthusiasm is part of the qualities of being a soldier. And a soldier is always ready. He knows he has to be prepared at any given moment and at any given time for what he is or she is going to be asked to do. This nation is strong today because of the men and women who are sacrificing daily for her. And as Kevin Coolidge said, that the nation that forgets its defenders will itself be Forgotten. This is why Moses would write in the book of Exodus that God is a man of war. And this is why you see we call it the fruits of the Spirit, but really it's the qualities and traits of a soldier. Soldiers love, amen. They love people. They love what they're doing. You find soldiers that are willing to sacrifice themselves uh, for the cause. They love what they're doing. They have great joy in themselves uh, when they accomplish their mission and they're finished with their mission. They have joy about what has taken place. They have peace within themselves. Amen. They have patience and long-suffering and they have gentleness and goodness and kindness flows out of soldiers. They're faithful to the cause and faithful to their nation and faithful to their leaders. They have meekness. They're humble about themselves. Amen. And they have self-control. They learn these things which are the qualities and traits of a soldier. This is why Moses said to the book um, children of Israel, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Uh, amen. And these words I command you this day must be hidden in your heart and you must teach them diligent to your children. Uh, you talk about them when you get up and you talk about them when you're in the way and you talk about it when you lie down and you talk about it when you rise up. If he says that, uh, put it as frontless before your eyes and write it on your hands and on your doorpost. He says, and when you come into the land that, you know, you did not have anything to do with and you got houses that you did not build and you got wells that you did not dig and you got vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. He says, be careful that you do not forget God. And this is what the Calvin Coolidge is really saying that the nation that forgets its defender, the day that you forget God, the day that 
that you forget what God has done for you. The day that the protector and the defender, amen, you forget Him, your life is going to be turned upside down because God is a man of war. And therefore, amen, we must not forget God. He is the great defender. He is the great protector of us. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is my provider. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is the God that heals. He is Jehovah Nisi. He is my victory. He is Jehovah Kadesh. He is the sanctifier. He is Jehovah Shalom. He is my peace. He is Jehovah Shabbat. He is the Lord of hosts. He is Jehovah El Non. He is the Lord Most High. He is Jehovah Ra. The Lord is my shepherd. He is Jehovah Hasunu, the Lord our maker. He is Jehovah Taniskanu, the Lord our righteous. He is Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. He is my defender. Amen. He is my God. He is my Savior. He is my Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous can run into it and be saved. He's the man of war. They that dwell in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadows of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and whom I will trust. Surely He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall trust. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. I will not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand shall fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with your own eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the Lord, because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, and neither shall the plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They will bear thee up in their hands, unless you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the dragon, upon the young lion and the dragon shall you trample under feet, because he hath set your love upon him. He will deliver you and set you on high, because you have known his name. You shall call, and he will answer, and I will be with them in trouble, and deliver him. With long life will I make known to him my salvation. I'm here to tell you, we have a God who with his angels watches over us. A God with his angels who put his enemy beneath our feet because he's a man of war. Hallelujah. And the nation and the people that forget their God shall be turned into hell, the Bible says. In other words, your life will be totally turned upside down. So if this nation forgets its defenders, it's over. It's going to be turned upside down. That's why we must always recognize our military men and women and give them thanks for the sacrifice 
and what they do to defend us. Because Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. That's why he's a man of war. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the qualities that we find in a soldier is that of submission and that of obedience and that of loyalty and dedication and dependability, innovation, integrity, initiative. Amen. I could go on and on and on and on of, of the great qualities that you find in men and women that have serve this nation and serve in the military. Amen. Because they sacrificed their lives for our freedom. You see, they was that which others did not want to be. They went where others feared to go and did what others failed to do. They asked nothing from those who gave nothing and reluctantly accept the thought of eternal loneliness should they fail. They have seen the face of terror. They have felt the cold sting of fear and enjoy the sweet taste of a moment of love. They have cried. They have pain. They have hoped. But most of all, they have lived times others would say was best forgotten. And at least someday they will be able to say that I am proud of what I was, a soldier. Praise God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> and today, I honor all of our veterans and all our brothers and sisters in arms. Amen. For their great sacrifice they, they have made to this great nation and to the cause for our freedom. Amen. Let's stand. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. We're going to take up our morning tithes and offerings now, and we're going to ask Brother McGinnis if he would come, a veteran, amen, in his own right, and this guy's been in every service but mine, <laughs> amen, so as Brother McGinnis passed through this morning, amen, our tithes and our Father, we praise you again this day, Lord, we thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus.